14. Here's the pitch by Downing. Swinging. There's a dive into left center field. That ball is going to be out of here. It's gone. It's 7-15. There's a new home run champion of all time. And it's Henry Aaron. From the Tanglewood Studios on the Baseball 101 Network, this is the Baseball 101 Go Six Podcast. Welcome to the show. Another week. This is Go Six Sports Radio. I'm your host, Scott Wasslager. Got a good show for you today. Uh, last week, we strayed a little from a baseball only podcast and went to all sports. The feedback we got on that was pretty positive. So, we're going to stay with this and um, see how it goes. So, Go Six Sports Radio will include other sports besides baseball, basketball, hockey. NFL, soccer, NASCAR, whatever. Uh, today we're going to talk a little NFL, Major League Baseball, and uh, talk a little NBA about the last dance, that docu-series that just finished up this past Sunday. So let's get right to it. Um, first of all, in the beginning of this health crisis, when we were ordered to stay at home, various sports TV stations, ESPN, Fox Sports One, NBC Sports, came up with some creative programming, some of it good, some of it not so good. One thing that I thought was really good was NBC Sports put on several NFL games from past Sunday nights. So for anybody who doesn't know, the NFL right now has a contract with NBC for Sunday night football. And Sunday nights is something that I really enjoyed quite a bit because if I was busy during the day on Sunday doing activities with family or outdoor activities, I I enjoyed settling in Sunday night for the Sunday night game, and NBC did a pretty good job with it. Al Michaels is the play-by-play guy. Um, Chris Collinsworth was the color guy etc. So that's what NBC Sports decided to do in the beginning of this pandemic. And each Sunday night in the first few weeks, first three or four weeks, they would put on a game. And some of those games are really good, really entertaining, especially if you don't know the result. If you don't remember the result, watching those games is pretty, pretty good, pretty entertaining, something I look forward to. So as I peruse through the channel guide, every day just about just to see what I'm going to watch later in the evening with regard to sports and if there's anything good on. I now come across NBC Sports and for the last probably three weeks all I get is Mecham Auto Auctions. M-E-C-U-M Auto Auctions. Every night. So I'm thinking maybe this is the Mecham Auto Auctions Tangerine Bowl. Maybe this is a replay of a great college football game. Oh, no. No. It was actually auto auctions. NBC Sports, you got to be kidding me. You have to be kidding me. You go from putting on NFL I think I think they put on um, some hockey as well, which was really good. And I don't know if somebody just threw their hands up and said, we got nothing anymore. We don't, we don't, we don't have anything left. So we're going to put on this Mecham 
auto auctions every night from, I think it's 7 or 8 o'clock. If you look at your guide, it just goes across the guide till like forever. And uh, just frustrating because it narrows down your choices to Fox Sports 1, and Fox Sports 1 is doing a pretty good job of putting on all-time great baseball games, all-time great football games. Uh, ESPN's doing a pretty good job of being pretty creative, but otherwise you don't have a lot of sports to watch. But I just had to get that off of my chest. I mean, NBC Sports, really? An auto auction? That's all we can come up with. We can't come up with tennis. We can't come up with more hockey. We can't come up with more football. We're going to put out every night Meekum auto auctions. Somebody's got to wake up over there and get to work. Second, talking about the NBA uh, and mostly the last dance, I thought the last two episodes, 9 and 10, were okay compared to 7 and 8. Uh, the big revelation in uh, these last two episodes was that in the Utah Finals series, Michael Jordan got food poisoning. That's known and has been known for 20-something years as the flu game where he played. He was terribly sick prior to the game and during the game, played with the flu and had, I think, 38 points. Uh, in the documentary, they put a spin on it and claim that he got food poisoning from a pizza that was delivered from a local place in Park City, Utah, where the team was staying. So the team's staying in a hotel. It's pretty late at night. He's hungry. His uh, entourage orders him a pizza from a place that was one of the only places open. He gets the pizza. He eats it. Nobody else takes any bites of it. And he's gravely sick crawled up in a ball at three in the morning and his trainer has to come over to the room and help take care of him. And he was feeling terrible the whole time. Um, later reports have come out and supposedly the guy who actually made the pizza has been speaking about it and saying that he, he made pizza like he always does. And it was, it was nothing out of the ordinary. Um, Interesting twist to the story. I don't know if they did it just to make the docuseries at that point seem a little bit more interesting, but um, that was one of the bigger revelations. Everything else in 9 and 10 was uh, pretty much what we already knew aside from some behind-the-scenes footage. One thing that was really great is uh, when Steve Kerr hit a game-winning shot he tells, being interviewed today, he tells about it. And he tells about uh, tells us about Michael telling Steve to be ready because uh, Michael was going to get doubled. And sure enough, they have footage, they have audio from the bench, video footage and audio from the bench of Michael mumbling something to Steve, and Steve says, I'm going to be ready. And he hits the game-winning shot and keeps them alive. And... Um, you know, that was really pretty interesting. So that was really the only two things that I took away from 9 and 10, but a really great uh, docuseries overall. The music was fantastic in it. In fact, later, our playlist song of the week will feature one of the songs. And um, so I think it's worth watching. If you haven't seen it yet, I think it's worth going back, finding it either on ESPN, or I think it's on Netflix and various places on demand and watch it because uh if as i said last week if you didn't think 
before that Jordan was the best player of all time, maybe the best athlete of all time, you will certainly be convinced of that now. Just based on his mental skills, his elite mental mindset was like nothing we have ever seen before and may not see again. Switching gears a little bit here to the NFL, um, they're just talking today about Oakley, the company we know who makes sunglasses and apparel and stuff like that, but most notably known for sunglasses, especially in the baseball industry is where um, many of us know Oakley. But they are trying to come up with a some kind of a mask-type solution for NFL players, something that will potentially attach to the helmet or the top of the shoulder pads or something like that um, so they can play football a little bit more safely. I am not optimistic about the NFL season. I think a lot of people think that uh, it's a few months away and uh, we'll be playing football, maybe not with fans at first, but we'll be playing football. I think differently. I think football is such a sport where you're so close together. 22 guys on a field are, are close together, even though they have equipment on, helmets, and maybe these masks that they're going to have. I don't think there's any way we can play a football season this year. That's my thought. And again, and I think part of my thinking is that we're having a really hard time, and I'll get into this later in the show, but we're having a really hard time uh, figuring out how we're going to play baseball. And baseball is a sport that is organically, the players are organically distanced for the most part from each other. I mean, you have the runner on first base and the first baseman holding the runner on. You have the, the umpire and the catcher close together. So at times you're going to have uh people close together but uh for the most part that's a sport that lends itself a little bit more to physical and social distancing and we're having a really hard time getting that underway because of a lot of different things i have a funny feeling that we're going to cancel football college football we're going to cancel the nfl completely because it's going to be too hard to put those kinds of restrictions in place for a sport that's so closely um participated in by athletes closely, meaning physically close to each other, the blocking, the tackling, everything else. I could see us definitely saying, guess what? We're going to, we're going to take a year off, wait for hope, hopefully get a vaccine and do this thing right. So, um, that was the news today. And I know a lot of these, a lot of these, um, television stations like ESPN for one and Fox, Love to talk about football. All their football shows are still running. The the broadcasters are doing them from home, and they're speculating on what teams are going to be good, and they're speculating on the Buccaneers and Tom Brady, and they're speculating on uh, Philip Rivers going to the Indianapolis Colts and new uniforms for you know the Browns and the Chargers, amongst others. Even the Patriots are going to be wearing uh, what they used to wear as their alternate uh, color rush uniforms. The Patriots are going to be wearing those. 
this year. Uh, so there's lots. They can find lots to talk about. Is Joe Burrow the, the number one pick? Is he going to be successful? Why isn't Cam Newton signed yet by anybody? Uh, there's a lot to talk about. And these stations are constantly talking about football. I mean, you watch ESPN Sports Center every night. They have a football analyst on trying to talk about something. But I got news for you. I got news for you. All these people are going to be looking for stuff come the fall because I don't think we're going to be playing football. That's just my opinion. We'll be back right after this. So welcome back to the show. Hey, remember, you can email us at go6podcast at yahoo.com. That's go, the numeral six, podcast at yahoo.com. You can follow us on Twitter at FrozenRope8. That's at FrozenRope8. And either of those things, you can comment, you can ask questions, you can give a shout out to your team or buddies on your team or whoever. Um, and we'd love to incorporate that into the show. Also, if you're listening on the Anchor podcast or the Apple podcast, you can tap the message button and leave an audible message. And we'll incorporate that right into the show. So again, that can be the form of a shout out to your teammates, a comment, or a question. Now it's time for our segment, Major League Baseball Talk, conversation and commentary about the league where they play for pay. So this week, Major League Baseball presented to the players and uh, the union uh, a list of all kinds of an endless list of all kinds of restrictions that are going to need to be implemented if we're going to have baseball. And I talked about this a little bit last week, and I thought uh, in thinking about it that they could possibly pull this off, have a spring training in June, maybe mid-June, second week in June through the end of June, and then start the season in July, right around July 4th, which would be awesome. Uh, America's holiday, America's pastime, what's better than watching or listening to a game or attending a game if you, when you used to be able to attend games on July 4th. But now I'm not so sure because there's a 67-page um, report or document that is telling the players and the teams what they're going to need to do in order to conduct a baseball game. Some of which are don't sit in the dugout, sit in the stands, six, sit six feet apart. Um, the first baseman has, ha has to have minimal contact uh, and move in and out when he's holding a runner on first base. The ball is going to be thrown out of play every time it touches more than I think it's two or three people. The ball is going to be thrown out of play and new one's going to come in. No new ball is going to be thrown in, and it already is going to be touching somebody. You know, somebody's got to throw it in. Um, there's no spitting. There's no chewing tobacco. There's no sunflower seeds. They are encouraged not to shower at the ballpark. When they go on the road, they are not to take Ubers. They're going to have certain restrictions in their hotels. They are not to have... Uh, big groups of 
people together when they end up scoring the winning run, let's say, and walking off. None of those, uh, none of those dog piles or none of those big huddles and, and hugging each other and high-fiving each other. I don't know how they're going to do it. And that's why I said earlier in the program that if they are having such a hard time putting this together, how are they going to play football in the fall? I don't think that's going to happen. And I think this is going to be very difficult. I think the players here and the union are going to balk at several of these restrictions and requirements, and it's going to have to be reworked. And by the time it gets reworked, who knows, they may say, let's bag the baseball season as well. I think there are powers that be in leadership that we have in all these sports that may end up saying, you know what, we, we've gone this long, let's wait till next year and do it right and do it without most of these restrictions. There's still going to be restrictions because as we talked about, this is going to be a new normal when we get back to uh, something other than this stay-at-home order in certain states and, and everything else. But with all of these restrictions, you know, the other thing is that many of the players – don't want to play for less pay either now. They haven't been playing. They haven't been with their teams. And the owners want to pay them less. The owners want to dock pay. And I don't know if I necessarily agree with that or not. If you're part of a company, there's plenty of people out there in the world right now during this pandemic that are part of a company. And some are doing way more work. You know, I know teachers that are doing way more work than they ever did uh, because of distance learning and things like that. But there are people at companies who are working from home and doing much less than they ever did. And some people aren't doing anything at all and getting paid by their companies. So I don't necessarily agree that baseball players shouldn't get paid. What I do agree with is that a guy like Blake Snell should not go on the air and start whining and complaining about how he has to get his and how it's unfair and he's risking his life and all of these things. I mean, this is not hardcore facts, but I did read something that the average age of people, uh, the mortality rate for the coronavirus, the average age is 80. And if you're under 50, you have a better chance of getting hit by lightning than getting the coronavirus and God forbid passing away from it. So for Blake Snell, who's in his twenties and recently was, you know, has been a really good pitcher for the Tampa Bay Rays to run his mouth about how he's got to get paid and, and, and he's going to get his and it's not fair and, among a bunch of other things, which you can find the interview, you know, all over the internet. Um, he's out of line. He's out of line. If he has those kind of thoughts, he should keep them to himself. He should absolutely keep them to himself because all he did then was rile up the haters who say that baseball players make too much money. They make way too much money to play a game. And we hear many players come out and say, well, people don't understand. We sacrifice our, you know, we sacrifice so much to get to this point. We sacrifice our, our time, our summers, uh, our, our, our life to get to this elite level. And nobody's doubting 
that they haven't committed their lives to becoming great baseball players. I mean, there's, I think there's like 800 major league baseball players somewhere around there in the world. So we get it. We understand you're the elite of the elite. And to get there, you had to give up a lot, put in a immeasurable amount of work. We get it. But a guy like Blake Snell, he needs to shut his mouth. He needs to shut his mouth. And I'm sure several of his peers thought the same thing. So, you know, do what you can do when it's time to get out and play, get out there and pitch, and hopefully your career will continue to go well. Or you might be one of these guys that was good for a couple of years and we never hear from you again. But best to keep your mouth shut in situations like that. That's your Major League Baseball talk. So the playlist song of the week is a song that we suggest every week that you add to your playlist. And I've said this before, but I'll mention it again. We can't play it on our podcast because of copyright restrictions, but we like to suggest a song every week that maybe you can go Google or download from wherever you get your music from and add it to your playlist. So this week's playlist song of the week in honor of the Chicago Bulls and the Last Dance docuseries. The playlist song of the week is by a group called Alan Parsons Project, and the song is called Sirius, S-I-R-I-U-S. And if anybody remembers, uh, well, you, you heard it in the series, it's the song that uh, the Bulls were always introduced with at their home United Center, and uh, it became, you know, of course, very popular because of the Bulls' success. And Alan Parsons Project, they're, they're uh, a British rock band and uh, progressive rock. They were, they were popular, or not necessarily popular, but they spanned from 1975 to 1990. They did 11 albums. So they were no joke. They were absolutely no joke. And this song, Serious, is sort of like it's just instrumental and it's a prelude to another song called Eye in the Sky um, and the album of the same name. I think it was the album of the same name in 1982. Um, and, uh, you know, really popular. You'll, you'll hear it in the in the. Um, intros and things like that to the docuseries but it's not the first time that song was used that song was used uh, prior to the Bulls using it and the Bulls PA announcer Tommy Edwards is the guy who chose that song to have the Bulls announced but he might have heard it because it was used before in the WWE actually Ricky the Dragon Steamboat used it during his 80s career when he was a wrestler. So maybe Tommy Edwards, the PA announcer for the Bulls, heard that. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he just came across the song. But it became really popular. Of course, the Bulls from 91 to 98 were won six titles. Subsequently, Nebraska University used it for football. The Chiefs have used it for football. Um, Actually, in 2009, the Saints came out to it in the Super Bowl, 
uh, as their introduction song. It was also used in NBA 2K18, the video game, um, and in Anchorman 2. And um, you can find some other great songs by Alan Parsons Project. 1983, um, they put out a best of Alan's Pars- Alan Parsons Projects. And some really good songs were Wouldn't Want to Be Like You, Eye in the Sky, as we mentioned before, Games People Play. But pretty popular uh, band back then. And what was interesting was they had two guys. Alan Parsons was one of them. And the other guy in the band was Eric Wolfson, I think was his name. Wolf or Wolfson. And those guys did most of the writing and the production in addition to being in the band. And because they were so tied up with that, Alan Parsons Project didn't tour very much. They didn't do a lot of live stuff because they had a lot of instrumentation that was pretty complex, and it was hard to translate that to a live show. So that's Alan Parsons Project. The song is serious in honor of the Last Dance docuseries. Google it, add it to your playlist, and get inspired. That's the playlist song of the week. So that'll do it for us this week. Thanks for listening wherever you are. Please tell somebody else about the podcast so we can continue to grow. Stay tuned because we'll continue to do our short special edition podcasts in between the weekly podcasts. So I'm going to keep at it, try to get 1% better, and can't wait to be with you next time.